And there came a day, a day unlike... Wait, no, that's been done. Hmm. Who knows what evil lurks and... No, that is that other thing. What has yellow skin and rights? Ah, forget it. You're listening to Panelology. Excelsior, oh, damn it. Welcome to episode 141 of Panelology. I'm Alex. And I'm Jenna. Hey, hey, two-thirds of the gang is here. That's right. Two-thirds of the gang is also sick, but one-third of the gang decided they were too sick. And if one-third of the gang departs San Francisco on a train <laughs> at 55 miles an hour... Yes, yes yeah. is the answer. One-third of the gang is wearing a yellow headband. The other third of the gang won't sit next to the third third of the gang. The yellow headband is sitting next to a blue bowler hat. I'm too fucking tired for this. Do not make me do a math. <laughs> friends don't let friends do math on podcasts. <laughs> that should really be a thing, though. It should be. If someone's recording you, don't sound dumb, please. <laughs> Oh, if only, well, no, I should, I, I'm not going to say it. That would be <laughs> more overtly political than we normally try to be on here, huh? Yes. Yeah. 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 Um, well, let me just apologize for the fact that I'm going to be making sniffles this yes. entire time. It's bad audio. I know. I'm so sorry. Remember, sniffle, like... snuffle, but they don't fall down. That's right. I feel, I feel the obligation I'm, uh, on hearing the word poop to talk about wizards now, but I'm not going to do it. <laughs> It, was was that a magic tavern thing? No, it's a. Uh, you were very busy at work yesterday. Did you not hear about the the revelation about wizards in the Harry Potter world? Well, no. Oh, they used to just shit themselves and use magic to make it go away, and then toilets were invented. Hold on, why? Because Pottermore says so. Okay, but why? What in what world is that? It is the just wizarding pooping world of Harry your... Potter. Mm. I'm going to say this. If they ever add a water park to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, Gross. I am not doing it. Nope. Mm-mm. No, no, no. No, 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 no. I bet fuck? a couple of the jokes that I made on face in our Facebook group chat the, uh, yesterday make a lot more sense now, huh? They really do. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, wizards used to just shit themselves. I don't. Okay, but or piss themselves—they do that too. Okay, but what? But hold on. Not even normal fucking non. Okay, not normal. <laughs> uh, non-wizard people. Not even muggles did that. Not even muggles. Not even muggles. Not even once. <laughs> well, maybe a few times, honestly. Because um, I mean, some sometimes, muggles. sometimes you just do poop yourself. Okay, it just happens. Sometimes you do it. It's fine. But come Everyone on, poops. wizards! Come on. Wizards are nasty. <laughs> they real nasty, apparently. Yeah. So uh, there you go. Cue the more you know. Dot gif. <laughs> um, guess I am going to talk about that for a solid two minutes. <laughs> Sorry, I hadn't heard. That was a solid two. Uh, moving on. <laughs> I'm 
guess it's better than a soft shoe. Uh, or a, well, no, no, I'd prefer prefer a soft shoe. So, okay, let's move on. Oh, like a little, yeah, not tap because that's the opposite of soft shoe. Okay, yeah. Uh, you got anything <laughs> else before we talk comics? Should we just get into the comics? Let's do the comics because I'm I'm very sick. Okay, <laughs> Mister and Mrs. X number seven. You got caught up on Mister and Mrs. X. Yes, I did. How this book is it? so pleasant. I love it so much. They they talk to each other, and I love that they talk to each other. It's so good. How good are Gambit's cats? Oh my god, I love them so much. I love that he's like, don't worry if they take a while to warm up to you, or apparently they've been waiting for you their entire lives. Huh. Funny how that works. Yeah. I feel like that's me in literally everyone's home I've ever walked into. Oh, yeah. That's me with anyone's dogs. It's always... <laughs> yeah. the, they don't like people. It's like, well, they're sitting here licking my palms, so... <laughs> they don't like people except me. Yeah. Here's the secret. I'm not people. <laughs> At least that's what I was told in middle school. Yeah. yeah. So, Mr. and Mrs. X, hey, guess who's not people anymore? <laughs> Yeah, oh, oh, this one, this one did some shit. Yeah, like a wizard. <laughs> it it did shit itself, yes. I um, mean, no, that makes it sound bad. <laughs> it shit itself clear. in a good way? Yes. It shit itself, but that's what it's into. <laughs> Gross. Yeah, that is. I'm, I'm sorry, I am yucking that yum. Bleh. Yeah, no, same. Bleh. Um, poop is gross. It has germs. Anyway. This is true. <laughs> Science tells us. Science does. Poop gross, much germs, so yuck. <laughs> That's weird. That's exactly what the, the uh, scientific journal that I read said about it. Yeah. Peer-reviewed scientific journal said those exact things. Yeah. I, I think the full title of that one, though, is So Pure, Much Review. It is, yeah. Yeah. So, honestly, it was questionable <laughs> to begin with, but... Yeah. That's fine. They had a really large sample size, though. It was a solid <laughs> meta study if you went back and read it. <laughs> so anyway, this has got Mojo. Mojo Jojo? No, 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 no. Just Mojo. Yes. Um, so I guess I don't know where it ended, where the last one ended. With the box in the in the apartment? Yeah, they opened the box. They wanted to know what's in the box. Yeah. Uh, they opened it and they found themselves hanging upside down. Yes. Which is where they find Again. themselves at the beginning of this. <laughs> this is the third is it the third time this series or since so. at least since the the little mini series mini yeah yeah so so good yeah this would better not be another excuse to get me to bite your butt oh like i need an excuse <laughs> i love that so much yeah yeah a little too much i was like no no excuse needed and then later when he grabs her butt in the bench uh-huh she's like this feels familiar he's like i know <laughs> Not that. They're very adorable. <laughs> they are so cute. Oh, it's so good. So tell me what happens in this one, because my brain does not think linear <laughs> right now. So Mojo decides that this has been done, so he is going to bring out the wheel o genre. And while he is rooting for clowns, which <clears throat> Spyro argues not a genre, he informs her that, you know, the way he does it, it is. I'm very terrified of that. You know that that has to happen before this is over. Before Don't. this arc ends, there will be clowns. Don't. Don't. If Anton Chekhov taught us anything, it is that a cloud on stage in Act 1 must go off by Act 3. Why you gotta curse me like that? I don't think I did. I think Anton Chekhov did. That bastard. That yeah. rat bastard. 
Yeah. Uh, and, and he wrote The Seagull, which really is enough of a crime. Uh, yeah, fair. Yeah. Um, clowns. Clowns, yes. Yeah, sorry, I was going down a hole of loathing Anton Chekhov. Uh, <laughs> instead of clowns, we get noir. Yes. And we get a parody version of Moonlighting. Yes. And there are a number of jokes about Moonlighting made. Yes. I wish Brian were here so someone could appreciate that on this call. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Agreed. Because you know he got very excited. And then, and here is where I call spoilers, things go sideways and Rogue absorbs all of Gambit's life energy and turns him to dust. So Mojo reboots her romance as a fairy tale with Longshot. Yeah. Yeah. So is what he... Mm, what are your bets on what's going on here? Uh, I think Mojo is probably very incompetent. Well, okay. <laughs> I don't know that there's any particular trick here so much as uh, something's going to happen to undo it, but I don't think it's like Gambit's still hanging out alive somewhere unless just somehow Spiral poofed in, swapped out a dummy, and poofed out again. Okay, I was figuring that they were being held like separately, going through this shit separately. And that's possible. That's definitely possible. Yeah. In which case, the rando dude who grabbed Rogue's butt got what was coming to him. Yeah, but Longshot's powers are luck powers, and if Rogue absorbs those and then goes off the scale in oh, luck power... Oh my god. Yeah. I can't even imagine. It gonna be good, though. It is. It's gonna be very good. Anything else on it before we move no. right along? We don't no, say it enough. I love the art in this series. Yeah, yeah. It's really um, good. It's, like, very sleek and, like, a little bit cartoony and round, mm-hmm. but not super over-the-top. Like, it's still got a superhero-y vibe. Right. Wolverine, the long night number one yeah this is an adaptation of the podcast based on the comic <laughs> yeah huh. comics in general yeah yeah so so i wonder if there's gonna be a podcast adaptation of the comic book podcast comic book adaptation of the podcast adaptation of a comic book i mean we can do that right now <laughs> we can be the snake oh, shit, eating that's itself, what we are itself. doing yeah <laughs> quick quick brian's quote of the week Uh. this was good i I feel like i would enjoy it more if i had listened because i did not have time to listen this week like i said i was going to try to do um i feel like i would definitely enjoy this more if i knew what was going on it makes me want to go listen to it yeah it is doing a damn good job of that yeah and i think ben percy who is the writer on this was also the like not screenwriter but script writer for uh the podcast huh yeah i'm like 90 percent sure that that's the case i bet we can find out we all have the google we do indeed have the google uh so this is ben percy with marcio takara on art and matt miller on colors i really dig the coloring in this especially in like the flashback scenes where you see logan on the ship and like all the all the stuff out on the ocean i really dig like the way the water is colored and the sky is colored and all of that uh are you still looking up or do you want to tell me what it's about what happens no ben percy was the writer yeah you were right okay cool um wait what were you saying do you want to tell me what what's it all about alfie okay uh to start with you've got a fisherman who's telling the fbi what he saw mm-hmm. and what he saw was a boat oh there's there's a there's a fold out what is it sorry oh, alex alex has the comic book up and there's a fold out i don't have a physical copy it's the ad for road to wakanda or for war road to wakanda wow war of realms it's the road to the war of realms is paved in blood Ooh. and then it folds oh my camera's there and then it folds out and it's got like the wraparound cover hold it up (laughs) 
Ooh. Oh. Yeah. Nice. It's in all the Marvel books this week. Cool. You'll see it when I bring you your copy of Iron Man number seven for the Hell yeah. podcasting room. Beautiful. Yeah. All right. So Fisherman telling FBI what he saw. And what he saw was there was an abandoned boat. It wasn't boat. very nice. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't very nice. There was an abandoned boat, a fishing vessel, while he was out crabbing. Um, getting crabs? Yeah. He was getting yeah. crabs. Um, And he went to investigate and turns out that everybody on board had been killed. Bunch of crazy, crazy slash marks. Like somebody had carved them up with a fillet knife. Um, it was the hash slinging slasher. It was the hash slinging slasher. Oh my gosh. Sorry, spoilers. I should have called spoilers for that. Yeah, yeah. So now I need the... a SpongeBob Wolverine crossover where Wolverine <laughs> is the hash slinging slasher and SpongeBob has to keep him out of the Krusty Krab. Yes. Yeah, I want that. <laughs> It turns There's out he just wants art. a Krabby Patty. Yeah. Forgot what I was saying. FBI. Oh, yeah. And the FBI are there investigating. It seems like they're investigating Wolverine. Yeah. I don't know what just made a noise in my room, but something just made like a buzzing noise. And it wasn't my phone because my phone is in my hand. Was it one of your dogs? <laughs> if it was, he severely needs to go to the vet. He <laughs> ate someone's dog... phone. <laughs> Did your dog just shit and make it disappear? Is your dog a hairy wizard? Maybe he is. Yeah. No, because I feel like he would do more of the making it disappear thing, honestly, yeah. Yeah. than he does. Um, FBI, investigating Wolverine. Very easily distracted today. Um, and they start working with the local police to figure out what the hell is going on in this in this secluded um alaskan town my brain did not want to come up with alaska it was trying to make me say australia that is <laughs> literally the opposite i mean that's a, that's not an uncommon place for x-men <laughs> to hang out though right yeah <laughs> so yeah that's what that's about yeah it's good Weird shit is happening it is a little dialogue heavy probably for some people's taste but it's an well, adaptation it's, from an right, audio it's medium. a podcast yeah. <laughs> so i bet like, they cut out some of the i bet they did um but if you know just if that is not your thing if mike is listening to this episode and suddenly <laughs> felt like reading a wolverine comic two things that i know are unlikely uh well now he's been forewarned i really dug this though i thought it was very good yeah it's very enjoyable it is a five issue miniseries indeed now let us go to the dc side of thing do it and talk about heroes in crisis number four who did it who done it nobody can decide i'm standing by psycho pirate i think it's all psycho pirate fault yeah okay i don't know that it's all psycho pirate fault but i think psycho pirate's involved because of those masks really yeah. okay yeah okay because they're very similar to his they are yeah that's true um this was very good this one i liked this one i am enjoying this i cannot think of another book that like from beat to beat i have been so wildly back and forth on this is good is this good i don't know <laughs> i might know like, this is the most like structurally tom king shit ever in that like really just the bare minimum of what you actually need to see and nothing else kind of way yeah and sometimes like that really works for me and sometimes i'm like but i need like one more page of this give me like 50 percent more of this scene please uh like overall i'm digging it but i think i think this is definitely something that when it's done and the trade is out i'm going to get that trade and reread it and enjoy it way more as a complete unit which i think is in line with what i've been saying all along all along i really for whatever reason i think i just have trouble digesting this hmm. i like it but but in the way that my brain tries to piece together stories this does not <laughs> it, it won't let me <laughs> does not compute 
Uh, but there is a pair of characters together in this book. So, so good. And I could not be more excited. Which pair? Because both were fantastic. I was going to say, and which pair do you think I'm talking about? I think you are talking about Harley and Batgirl. You are correct. I yes. fucking love Harley yeah. and Batgirl. Yeah, they're pretty spectacular together. Kind and of adore them. Barbara's reasoning, assuming this is actually Barbara and it's not a Tom King trick. <laughs> I, if I had one more page, I'd have a sense of it. Uh. <laughs> but would you? <laughs> Assuming this is actually Barbara, I really love her reasoning in this. Me too. And they have this good, good common ground that you don't really think about. Yeah. Like, in a way, they've both been victimized by the same person and discounted by the same other person. Right. And both are and should be sick of it. Yeah. And I love that. Like, consistently, my two favorite moments of this book so far are the Harley moments. The moment where she takes on the Trinity by herself mm-hmm. and this moment with Barbara. Yes. Um, I really dig uh, Barry and Bruce disagreeing on who did it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it was Booster. It was Harley. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I love Superman getting his Ozymandias moment. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, I'm telling you because it's life. Yeah. Oof. She did it 35 seconds ago. <laughs> And there's nothing you can do about it now. So, standing in front of all of the Batcave monitors. Yes. Yes. All he needs is like Ace the Bat Hound to be sitting by him. (laughs) Wait, Ace the Bat Hound wasn't sitting by him, was he? I don't think so. I don't think so. I need to go Um, back and look. I guess that's why, like, the structure of this sometimes is is what I feel like I'm getting thrown by a little. Because while I definitely enjoy it overall, like, there are individual moments that I think are just spectacular, but I can't like I can't see the forest for the trees in this thing, and that yeah, that is I think where my resistance to it comes from. And I don't think that's an it thing. I think that's a me thing. Yeah, I think that's what part of why I'm enjoying it so much like i have no fucking clue where it's going i i don't know at this point i can keep trying to guess but i'm consistently i'm like tim doing his predictions for the next animorphs book every time on minds at york i think what i need to know and why i'm waiting for it to be done is i need to know if we're legitimately getting clues throughout this thing or if we'll if there's actually a way to piece it together from what we've gotten like is it giving us hints and clues and enough to figure it out and i'm just not as smart as tom king (laughs) which i'll be okay with yeah i i enjoy it when i'm not as smart as the person writing the thing that's entertaining me same um or is it just like well we're gonna treat it like a mystery but not actually let you figure it out either. no that would piss me off in the end yeah and that's i think i'm really hoping for tom king is smarter than us all i am too <laughs> i really really want that to be what this is and i uh, i think it can easily be that i just yeah i need it to be that um yeah. something else i was gonna say too and i don't remember so you talk more about this i maybe maybe there's like a hint in the whoever the person is that's sending lois all these videos the puddler yeah the puddler which is clearly someone at Hogwarts. Yeah, mm-hmm, clearly. A time clearly. traveler from Hogwarts. Yes. Because we have toilets now, so. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I have no idea. I did um I did read a couple of things about like people sexualizing Barbara when she shows her bullet wounds. I'm like, well they said that it was that she was being sexualized yeah. when she was showing up. I'm like, well how else are you going to show it? You have to see the body. She's wearing a skin tight costume. Yeah. Get over it. But nobody said anything about Lois in that Batman t-shirt and her underwear, did they? Uh no. No they did not. <laughs> and they better not. <laughs> but okay, to be fair. To be fair. 
I can get calling out feeling like someone's victimization is being sexualized. So they are sexualizing the violence against I agree. Her. Well, yeah. I mean, I that's don't think the that's entirety of the killing joke. Yeah. Uh, fuck. Yeah. I don't think that that's what is happening here. I think that, no. that is baggage from killing joke maybe spilling over. Yeah. Agreed. But I get that as a fair distinction and why someone would call out Barbara but not Lois. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. But she literally only just showed her bullet wounds. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. No. I know. I don't. Weirdly enough, I don't think there's anything sexualized about someone showing bullet wounds in a therapy session that is no. ostensibly private. Right. Fuck no. Yeah. This had some good, good cheesecake in it, though. <laughs> and there it is. <laughs> not her. Not Barbara. No. <laughs> but it did have some good, good cheesecake. Yeah. Good, good cheesecake soups in it. Damn, Clark. <laughs> Damn. Damn, Clark. <laughs> and Wonder Woman punched Bruce's penny. Yeah. <laughs> That was less cheesecake and more just hilarious. <laughs> he was, was very good. When he was talking to Clark and he was like, do I need to hide the T-Rex? And then later on when all the stuff came out and all the information was revealed and he was like, maybe I'm going to tear up the T-Rex. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. 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 No, this is fun. This is good. This is... Yeah. I want to see it as a complete unit, but I am enjoying it moment to moment. Yeah. There's such a good mix of like this heavy thing that's going on and fucking hilarious moments. And like, I don't dislike the booster and blue beetle stuff at all for the record, by the way. No, you better not because it's great. (laughs) It's great. Like, I love that whole, I am going to take care of him because he is always there for me thing. Bros before heroes. But the Harley Quinn Batgirl stuff is the stuff that really is exciting to me for this. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only thing that has me like thinking it could potentially not be them, by the way. They're both, it's happening to both of them at the same time. They are the only two who walked out of this. Yeah. I mean, I've said from the get go, I don't think either of them. Yeah. Um, Anything else on Heroes in Crisis? Mm -mm. Okay. Everything else only one of us read. So we're just going to go through it. Woo. Action Comics 1006 wraps up the first arc of Bendis's run and we meet the person who's been pulling the strings behind the Red Cloud. Uh, we learn a little bit of what her plans are going forward and what her goal is, which is basically just, I've run this crime empire underground by knowing how to stay off Superman's radar and I want to get back to that because my idiot lieutenants have been getting greedy. Um, which I think is a really interesting take for a Superman villain. Someone who's not ambitious so much as just clever. Hmm. Batman Beyond number 27 is I think part three of the Return of the Joker stuff. The final Joker, whatever it's called. Uh, And a lot of this arc hits the beats that you would expect it to hit. You get Joker and Barbara and Barbara throws Joker out of a window but he expected that. I think that was in 26. I read them both. Uh, You get a lot of like Bruce and Dick arguing about what to do with the Joker and Bruce objecting to Matt being Robin now and you get ultimately like Joker decides he's going to go after Matt because oh hey there's a Robin and that's what he does <laughs> and he's uh, a sick sick bastard he is like it's very much the beats you expect but it's really well executed and really satisfying um, and it builds on a lot of 
what Jurgens has been doing in this run so far. So I'm still digging it. I still think this has got to be like the last arc of this book, though. I don't know really where it goes after this unless it's building to some sort of like the Joker and Bruce take each other out kind of thing. Oh my. Uh, in one way or another, like there's no there's no going back to the, the status quo before this, after this, I think. Okay. Detective Comics 996. This is another book I had to do a bunch of catch up on this week. The Tomasi Gleason stuff is really fucking good. Uh, this starts off with like, and this was in the last issue, but we didn't talk about it on the show. This arc starts off with Gordon and Batman investigating a pair of bodies that turn up in like a fish tank in an aquarium that are completely identical to Thomas and Martha Wayne's bodies from 20 years earlier. Oh no. Uh, then someone goes after Dr. Tompkins. Then Zorro goes after Alfred. Yeah, it's oh. totally bizarre and really, really well executed. It's building up to the thousandth issue. And I won't say who here because it is spoilery, but they've said a character from other Batman media is making their debut in that issue. So I don't know if that's going to be the person pulling the strings or it's going to be like some kind of thing like obviously it's not a real live Zorro who attacked Alfred. Okay. But, uh, no, this is cool. This is really good. I'd been kind of considering hopping off Detective for a bit and decided, well, you know, this arc will get me to a thousand. I'll figure it out then. But if, if this is indicative of where it's going, I'm going to stick with it. Flash 61, speaking of things I had to read like three issues of, this is still investigating all these new forces and dealing with a new, essentially heroic force user who uses the strength for uh, called Fuerza, who Barry meets and tries to kind of learn stuff about from, but she's still so new at it that he only gets so much and ends up moving on anyway. But there are a pair of villains who have shown up called the Gemini, who are a brother and sister twin duo, mm-hmm. who are like skulking around in the background and are a step ahead of the Flash and all of that. And like, their stuff is really cool. I'm really excited to see where that goes. Interesting. Yeah. Tell me about Hexwives number three. So in this one, um, the the number two ended with Izzy finding a person in a room that was previously blocked off in her home. And in this one, you see the men sort of like dial that back. Like he knocks out Izzy. Aaron knocks out Izzy and and pretty much just gaslights her and tells her, no, you're dreaming. This isn't any, you're not seeing anything that you think you're seeing. This is a boarded up room. You're crazy. Stuff like that. Yeah. This whole arc is about gaslighting, basically. And they find a way to take the memories back, pretty much. Mm. And I have no idea what's going on and how they're going to fix this. Oh, but it ends so, so good. <laughs> so, so good. Um, one of the husbands gets burned by the fires that are encircling the town. Or the cul-de-sac. It's just a very small cul-de-sac with a few homes that are all <laughs> the coven witches. So he gets burned very badly. And it was a good, good moment of comeuppance. But then the his wife, the witch who he's married to just kind of loses her shit and becomes this this mope like doesn't want to do anything or say anything or be around people and it was it was awful but then the end um what is her name hold on one of the main witches that you got in the first one accidentally cuts the head off a cat and starts flying (laughs) and she's like oh i ain't got time for this bullshit today (laughs) 
<laughs> it was really good. It's a really good book. It is hard. It is definitely hard to read in some places, but it is a really damn good book. Yeah, it sounds cool. I'm looking yeah. forward to the trade. Yeah, yeah, you better read it. I will. Justice League Odyssey number four. Uh, I cannot tell you. Where, no, I guess I know where three ends and four begins. Four is uh, the team taking some Koluans they have rescued back to the machine worlds to try to get answers. They've been to the world that worships Starfire. This is them heading to the world that worships Cyborg. Mm. Uh, Cyborg has to prove that he is, in fact, the machine who they worship. We see a little bit more <laughs> of Darkseid's machinations and his trying to recruit someone else to his cause specifically, Blackfire, who he offers to make, like, a queen by his side. Ooh. Yeah. So, still don't know what he's up to, but he is clearly manipulating them for his own purposes. Big shock. It's Darkseid. So, yeah, this is this is cool. This is fun uh the artist on this i think it's philip brionis uh is really solid so yeah i dig it wonder woman number 61 so this is the third or fourth issue of G. Willow Wilson's run, and this is the issue where it has clicked for me. I've been enjoying it, and I've been hanging in there, because, well, it hadn't totally clicked before, like, I was liking it well enough and wanted to see where it goes, and loved G. Willow Wilson and wanted to give her a little time to get there. Right. This is where it starts to kind of fit together. We've seen in the first two or three issues, Ares questioning being the god of war. Is there a better way? In this issue, Steve meets Aphrodite, who is just completely over love she thinks nice. it is idiotic she thinks all it does is lead people to make stupid decisions in its name and therefore her, therefore her name and she wants to be about something else and hasn't decided what yet and then wonder woman starts questioning well what is her point what's the point you know of anything she does like this is all this whole arc is building toward all of these gods and demigods questioning who they are and what they do and what their role is in the world. Um, and I think this is the first issue where it's really clear that that is what this is about. And that is fascinating to me. Hmm. Um, that is sort of juxtaposed for Diana against the president of this country that is in the middle of civil war. Who is like a good guy trying to, you know, hold everything together and bring peace back despite, you know, not really having the power to do that. But he's willing to put himself on the line if there's a chat and it's like you are gods gods are behind this i don't know what a man can do but i'm going to do what i can for my grandchildren and their grandchildren and everyone else here so like there's there's the ideas behind this i think are what are going to make it really solid and this is the issue where they really start taking cool at least for me g willow wilson may also be smarter than me she probably <laughs> is Pro i probably. would be surprised if i were smarter uh <laughs> Redneck, 18. Uh, this issue started out and I immediately had to go back to 17 and say, hold on, what the fuck did I miss? Because um, it starts out talking about how all of the Bowmans are dead. And let me tell you, that did not happen at the end of 17. <laughs> So I was upset. Um, so what the fuck did you miss? I missed nothing. Okay. So Evil is out of the penitentiary and he has a list and he is going to collect on that list. He he does some crazy shit. He tries to take out Perry. Evil is dead to me now. Also, <laughs> I need to know why Evil can talk. I need it. I need to know this. I just need to point out that anytime you mention Evil, and I've read the first trade of this, I still, anytime you mention evil i do picture evil the cat <laughs> <or Bridget. laughs> 
Just go ahead and keep picturing it. Okay. That's that's totally fine. That's good because I'm gonna. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. This is really fucking good. This this amped shit up a lot. I feel like the last arc has been like, all right, now the Bowman clan is okay. We're gonna calm things down, and this ep- this issue, fuck you, yeah. no more. They're great. They're great. They're great. They're great. They're dead. Pretty much pretty much um it's so good if, if you're not reading this redneck vampire book what is wrong with you alex i'm reading it in trade i know what is wrong with me is that my pull list is very big it is very big unnatural number six uh leslie and her compatriots begin to formulate a plan to kill the albino and free her from his possession or if that doesn't work they'll just kill her Uh, (laughs) but they'd like to give her a shot and things go (laughs) not great because this is number six out of 12 so of course things are gonna go not great champions number one uh so this is still jim zub writing this takes the champions premise and makes them global uh basically this issue is set up to sort of introduce their new status quo and to really show Miss Marvel as team leader. Uh, Most of the issue plays out with three different teams on three different missions across the globe simultaneously with her calling the shots and then in the field and just showing that working and that working very well. Like, it all goes really smoothly. The only thing that's kind of weird about it is Miles is like sulky and going off by himself and all of that and spoilers on the last page Mephisto shows up and says hey isn't this everything you wish for oh god dang it (laughs) listen you spider motherfuckers (laughs) stop Oh, god dang it. Why? Yeah. Why, Miles? I don't know, but uh, I think he did a dumb. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. Immortal Hulk yeah. number 11 asks a simple question. What if God has a Hulk? God Hulk. Oh, no. What if God has a Hulk, though? What if God was one of us? Just a Hulk like one of us. Like Gamma exactly radiated seven of us. us. <laughs> trying to fight a bomb yeah. yeah uh yeah that's i mean yeah it's hulk is in hell things are weird but mostly hey there's all this stuff and all these especially judeo-christian formulations of the heaven and hell mythology that would imply hey god has a hulk what 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 am that what am god hulk <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah. uh infinity wars infinity number one this is like the epilogue to all of the infinity war stuff uh it shows it really focuses in on where the infinity stones are after the dust settles we see a little bit of Philavel and moon dragon mm. who have been teased as potentially being part of donny cates's roster for guardians um i don't want to say too much more in case people are still catching up on this one but if you are caught up you'll understand what it means that it focused on where the stones are now so i just happened to see that it was a number one and very nearly read it uh-huh and then I was like, wait, oh, Infinity Wars, never mind. Yeah. This is going to be shit I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it does name drop War of Realms for the Loki stuff. Because Duggan and Aaron have been kind of sharing Loki. So this will, this like does kind of feed into that. There's also a one shot that I don't think I noticed in Solicitation. I don't know how I missed it. But it is about Phoenix Wolverine dealing with Fallout of Infinity Wars. It's like Wolverine Infinity Watch or something like that. Okay. So it's uh, the Wolverine from the beginning of this? It's the Wolverine from Jason Aaron's Thor run. Right. Yeah, he was at the beginning of the Infinity stuff. 
right? Wolverine was, but not this time traveling future Phoenix Wolverine. Wolverine yeah, who he just had came the back. To, Force. Did he at the beginning of this? Yeah. He had one of the Infinity Stones at the beginning of this. No, not the Bamp thing one. Or what was it? The one that Doctor Strange fought. Okay, yeah, he was all right. I'm I'm talking like way back earlier in Aaron's run as whole uh, near the beginning no, of yeah. just Infinity Wars, like the third act. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um not like Infinity Countdown or that series. Okay. Yeah. It was very early on because it because because i read it okay <laughs> we'll figure it out later yeah because I, I i if he showed up earlier before he showed up in thor as the phoenix i did not catch that he was the phoenix i'll put it that okay way. yeah uh killmonger number three the world wants to kind like everyone around eric wants to move on and move past being a bunch of mercenaries and he can't let go like that is very much i think just what the series as a whole is about mm-hmm. but this issue really drives the point home mm. Jen. Mm-hmm. Tell me about the man without fear. Yeah, so this is bridging the gap between the Daredevil run that just ended and um, Chip Starsky's run. Stardevil. Stardevil, yes. That's what we decided on, I guess. <laughs> I, I hashtagged it and Chip liked it. It's Stardevil. Damn it. Damn it, Chip. Oh, damn it, Chip. Betrayal. Yeah. That's betrayal. Oh, it hurt me in my core. All right. So in this, uh, spoilers for the end of the last Daredevil run, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Maddie stepped in front of a butt or a truck in order to save a dumb teenager. Um, say dumb. They weren't. They just weren't paying attention. They were one hundred percent as dumb as Matt himself. Right. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um. No, he didn't step in front of a truck when he was a kid. He saved an old person from stepping in front of a truck when he was a kid. Two times this has bitten him in the ass. Let's oh. see if he gets more powers though. <laughs> If he does, man, if he got his sight back, do you know how crazy that would be? Uh, I feel like, I feel like either Wade or Saul at one point did give him sight back briefly and it went very badly for him. Yeah, but I mean like by getting hit by a truck. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Specifically. It's like flipping a switch again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Oh man, you know what I would do if I were IDW right now? What? I would make four more Ninja Turtles. (laughs) (laughs) Oh lord. Anyway. (laughs) So, so Matt got hit by a truck, um, and this whole issue is him in the hospital and Foggy sitting there talking to him while he's in the hospital. And this is a, fi- I think, five-issue miniseries. Yep, weekly, And it's, it's weekly, yeah. Um, so it's real fast, real quick. But the whole time, you know, the whole time Foggy is sitting there telling him these things, you know, hey, you need to have fear and pain are good things. They they make you stay safe and you need to have them both because you need to stay safe. Instead of being the daredevil, you need to be Matt Murdock and you need to stay safe. Um, it's really, really heavy stuff. But the whole time Matt is, you know, in his own mind, running from these creatures in daredevil costumes, this one that doesn't have any skin and this other one that's in the yellow costume, but it's like all drippy and gross and he's a skeleton in there and, and it's pretty scary looking. <clears throat> um, one the yellow one, the yellow one, it turns out, is fear, and and it loves Matt, and it just wants to keep Matt safe. It wants the daredevil to go away so he can <laughs> have Matt, and Matt can be okay. Um, but the one without skin is pain, and Matt's like, no, I know you. <laughs> I know you well. I accept you and embrace you because pain keeps you going. Um, so yeah, you just, he, he's clinging to pain in this moment to keep himself going. Cool. Yeah. I mean, not healthy at all, but cool. No, well, I, it's better than dying. I guess. That's fair. That's valid. Yes. If there's nothing else that you can hold on to, fear or pain, I'm gonna pick pain too. <laughs> 
I suppose that's fair. Yeah. Marvel Knights 20th number five. We find out in this who is responsible for wiping the memory and in number four, how, uh, who is responsible for wiping the memory of superheroes from, it seems like the world themselves included. Uh, and also the conflict I never knew that I needed to see Fisk versus Doom. Huh? Yeah. Which one do you want to guess Niels? Fisk. You'll have to read it to find out. Very good. Oh, come on. You just made me guess and you're not even gonna... Okay. I'll tell you off That's fine. It's acceptable. Or I'll cut it out. One of the two. Or I'll just read them. Yeah, do that. That's the thing you should do. That's the thing everyone should do. That's that's one of the ones that I need to get caught up on. So maybe I'll just do that. Runaways, number 17. Alex Wilder convinces everyone that his plan to kill one of the Gibberum kids is right and good until Chase stops him and convinces everyone else, wait, no, maybe these kids are also just as much defined by their parents' stupidity and cruelty. Imagine. And I'm not saying that goes well, but this is not the last issue of this arc. (laughs) (laughs) Tony Stark, Iron Man, number seven. Uh, Good, good cover. Good, good cover. Some great eldritch tentacle shit. Yeah. Forever memorializing Stanley because it's one of the, you know, black bar across the top in memoriam covers. Yep. Yep. Well, okay. Great. I mean, no, that is great. Like, it is great. But also, now I'm going to feel weird about objectifying Tony Stark (laughs) on that cover. Eh. You do you. Do you know what? It's a little bit of the good and a little bit of the sad. It's okay. Yes. It's bittersweet, like life. Yeah. Uh, Howard and Tony's biological mom, Amanda, meet in the Matrix, the Escape, and <laughs> Tony finally is confronted by the controller, who has been screwing around with him the whole time, and then proceeds to flip open the big red button that's labeled press this button when the controller finally reveals himself, because <laughs> he figured it out in issue one. Nice. And things still don't go great for him. Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, The cover to the next issue is like the most terrifying Iron Man cover I've ever seen. Really? So they give you like haltness and then... Wait, no. No haltness. I can't. It's too dark. Okay. It's Tony submerged in a rocks glass full of whiskey. Oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah. Tony, don't drink. Don't do it. Uncanny X-Men number eight. Uh, You know how some issues, like, to explain them makes them sound completely, absolutely insane, like you're trying to describe a fever dream? Yeah. This is one of those issues. Bishop gets Psylocke to stab him into Legion, to send him into Legion's brain, where X-Men and the New Mutants kids are to bring the New Mutants kids back before Kitty Pride and Apocalypse, who agree on something for once, just kill Legion to solve all of their problems. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's a fever dream. Pretty sure. Yeah. I love this book very much. It has gone some weird places, and that makes me happy. Yeah. Okay. What about next week? Next week's books to read there. Next week's books to read. Captain Marvel, number one. That is a next week book. Kelly Thompson writing Captain Marvel. I do not know where the second issue's steampunky Mad Max apocalyptic covers come from plot-wise, but I love them, and I'm very excited for it, both because Kelly Thompson and because there are some cool designs on those covers. Hell yeah. Yeah. Jin. Mm -hmm. Friendly Neighborhood Spider-Man, number one. Why am other Spider-Man book? Why why am other spider? Because Tom Taylor is writing it. Tom Taylor! 
That's literally it. Like, I don't even care what the book's about. It's Tom Taylor writing Spider-Man. Yeah. Two of my favorite things. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. I can't, I can't wait. Forever. It looks like it's going to be... It looks like it's going to be bad for Peter. I mean, everything is bad for Peter. Yeah, literally everything. Literally everything. The only time things are good for Peter is to make things that much worse for Peter. Right. Then it's like, oh, I dangled the carrot. I dang- And now it's gone. I gave him a great life and a job he loves and everyone around him is happy. Now I'm going to kill him and give, sp- and give Dr. Octopus his body and life. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Young Justice number one, the first of the Bendis-led Wonder Comics imprint, uh, and it's Young Justice. Like, yeah, it looks so good. It does. It is the return All of the Connor Kent so nice. to continuity. Uh, Yay. Which, by virtue of when I started reading comics, I've never read a comic with Connor Kent in it. Oh no! I'll give you a list of things. I've seen Young Justice. I'll let you do some research. Okay, there you yeah. go. That's enough, really, yeah. honestly. Um, this will be fun. I've been enjoying what Bendis has been doing on Superman. I'm looking forward to most, if not all, of this line. Uh, champion. No, that's Brian's list from last week. Die, number two. That's your second. Yeah, one. yeah. This is the second issue of Karen Gillan's crazy goth Jumanji book. Um, and this one is like, and this one, the horror ramps up. We start underlining the word goth in black marker until we cut a hole through the page. I'm like, <laughs> yes. Uh, yes, this is the, it's so me. Yes, yes. Nice. Absolutely. And also, oh. I may or may not have checked every teenager in my house for glowing dye when they walked in, just in <laughs> case. Because there are a group of seven teenagers playing D&D in my house right now. I'm about 90% sure that at least one of the sets of dye that I got from the Kickstarter I did last, that I will be getting from the Kickstarter I did last year, yeah. does glow in the dark. Oh no. At the very least, it's black light reactive, but I'm pretty sure I ordered one glow in the dark set. Oh no. Yeah. Well, I know that Logan has glow in the dark ones because he kickstarts like every fucking everything. Oh, and any, it, are their dice? Yes. Kickstart. We Done probably it. did the yep. same Kickstarter then. Probably. I don't know. I spent like 40 bucks and I'm getting like 12 sets of dice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, those are supposed to ship next month too. I'm excited. Oh snap. Yeah. New dice. Which means we finally have to start playing D&D, goddammit. Yes, but also time. Uh, Get yourself a time turner. Oh, I should do that. Yeah. yeah. But then I might have to poop myself if I go back uh, too far. I don't want to do that. Well, yeah, maybe. Uh, last thing, Lucy Dreaming trade paperback. I don't know if you remember, I talked about the first issue of this on the show when it came out. Yes. This is about a girl who dreams that she is in other worlds, but then actually is there. Yeah. And it's got good, good Michael Dialinus art. And this was something like, I read the first issue and I really dug, but I'm like, I'm going to do this in trade. And the trade is coming out now and I'm finally going to get to do it. And I'm very, very excited. Nice. Yeah. And I think that's it i think that's it oh, for the snap. episode holy crap yeah as we've learned these are much shorter when brian's not here <laughs> that's because you guys both read so so much that's true so we would like to thank chase parker for our intro voiceover we are on your podcatching platform of choice and there is more disara- disapparating dog poop <laughs> rusty sneeze oh close <laughs> enough we are available on your podcatching platform of choice or on our website at panelologypodcast.com, which is the only place where you can hear older back episodes if that is a thing you want to do. I believe that our first best of favorites episode, the one from 2016, has fallen off iTunes at this point. So if you want to go oh, back no. and hear about the best books of two years ago, do it there. Or our favorite books, I should say. Uh, if you haven't listened to our 2018 wrap up, do that. Share it with a friend who's interested in comics. Share 
the podcast in general with friends. Yeah. Uh, if you want to be supportive, you can do that. You can rate and review us on iTunes. Or you can do so financially at patreon.com slash panelology. For more of Gin and Me, which is all you have this week... Uh, you can listen to Minds at York, where we are joined by occasional guest hosts here, Tim and Meg, and, sorry my camera froze, are, my still, are you still there? Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, Minds at York, where we are occasionally joined by, where we are joined by occasional guest hosts here, there we go, words in the right order. <laughs> I'd leave every bit of that in. Tim and Meg, uh, and talk <laughs> about Animorphs books. Right now, we are smack in the middle of the Andalite Chronicles. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Uh. The next episode of that will drop, theoretically, the day after this episode. So, do that. I'm Alex. I'm Jenna. Oh, and I'm Jenna. Shit. Yeah. I'm Alex. And I'm Jenna. 141 episodes and we still haven't figured out how to end the podcast. I don't normally do it last. I normally get my work done and then I'm like, peace. Peace.